Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. Today, from the little shop of horrors, Evan Rachel Wood and Darren Crisp. Plus, Justin Sylvester serves up some hot Hollywood romance in The Scoop. And it's day two of our series, Design the Look. Fashion designer Deborah Wan created outfits just for us, and we'll reveal our new looks right now. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, it's today with Hoda and Jenna. It all starts right now. Hey, 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 everybody. 20th day of February. Guess what we're doing? What are we doing? We are designing the look all week long. We are wearing custom dresses that were made specifically for us by graduates of the Fashion Institute of Technology. I mean, how beautiful I, by are the these way, dresses? These are amazing. These are from Deborah Wan. She was an... Say her name again. Deborah Wan. Say it one more time. Deborah Wan. Okay, good. She's known, y'all, for athleisure meets evening wear, which means these are the most comfortable things we'll ever wear. Cozy. How good does that feel? Uh, should we get started? Let's get started. Oh, my God. I love the material. Love, 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 Deborah, love. Deborah, you are very talented. By We're the way, hang out with her later this on. This is like, I feel like you could throw this in your luggage and it won't, it wrinkle. won't wrinkle. I spilled and a little coffee on it and, and it it's just forgiving. went away. Like it's fitted, but it's not. You know how sometimes you wear fitted things and you're like, oh. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good, good, good. Did I miss anything? Um, I'm just, I just want to say this. I have great love and admiration for Kelly Rowland. Mm-hmm. I adore her. And I want her to come back on our show, and I want her to host again. Any of course time. she is. Of course she is. She's she can best. share my dressing room. We'll be in it together. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we do. I just want to say that we love her. We've loved her on this show for many, many, many Remember years. Remember the first time yes. she was a guest, and we both said, "Can she please, please. host yes, with us?" Yes, please. We adore her. And on another note, too, we just want to give a shout out to Rita Ora, who kind of came in at the last second and really did um, a phenomenal job. So we have great women on this show. We sure do. Two great women, right? By the way, there. great women, um, also you, and, and sticking down the fort. And I, I won't take a day off until 2020. I was going to say, you're not allowed. That's <laughs> the last day off for months and months and months. You also had a good big weekend because it was your niece's it birthday. It was my niece's birthday. And more than that, I feel like my girls learned a life lesson, which I thought this was really interesting to me. So my niece, Hannah, turned 17, and on her 17th birthday, she was in a big volleyball tournament. She's a great volleyball player, high school volleyball player. Oh, did y'all go and watch it? We went and watched the whole thing. So there are like 50, 60 courts. It's at the D.C. Convention Center. It's a big, big deal. Yeah. So anyway, my girls were watching Hannah play, and she dives all over the ground. She's all beaten up and bruised. And at one point, there was they won some games, but there were games they were losing. And I was noticing as I was watching Hannah and the rest of her team that when they were losing, they acted the same way they did when they were winning. Mm. And my girls were like, hey, they're winning, right? I go, no, 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 they're not winning. I go, they're losing. See the score? It's 17 to 4 or yeah. whatever. And they go, what? 
And they were high-fiving. Yes. They were like, you got this. And I was watching them, and I thought, that's like such an important life lesson. How you behave when you're down. Totally. If you are stomping your feet and bam. But all of them were like, bring it in, bring it in. They were high-fiving and doing all this cool stuff. And I watched Hannah like dive, and her teammates dive for balls when there was no way they were going to win that game. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I'm so glad like my girls came to this. And not to witness a blowout. They had lots of wins. Yeah. But not to witness just that. Anybody can win, and that's beautiful. But right. when you lose and how you behave, totally. Like to me, that was like a ten plus. Oh, I love that. Yeah, ten plus. I'm still um, working on my sportsmanship, so I probably should have watched that game. Well, know. you like to win, by the way, Miss In Style, fancy like. What were you? What do you went in style for? Wait, I want to see how I get dressed. Wait, I no, want I to know. No, I don't want to hear no, no, the no. comments no, no, that no, Hoda no. says about no, how I, I get dressed. No, I, first of all, I do like how you get because this is you. You're two people. You're a person with many stains and runs and, and all things. And you're also somebody who knows exactly what works. You are both no, things together. I, I, yes, I don't. You do. But you and I both, it's kind of hilarious to say how we get dressed because there's no real method to it. Let's there's be no completely honest. We don't. But what is the answer? The question is how I get dressed. What did I you like tell a them? uniform the way you do. Yeah. You like a jumpsuit. Yeah, I like a jumpsuit. I, and Zip. a suit. And I a like suit. a suit. Yeah. If I'm feeling Blah, or if what I have something yeah. that I need to, you know, put on something that feels like a cape, I'll put on a suit. Okay. I like kind of a, sl- uh, not slinky, but like what you're wearing you like right now. like form-fitting. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah, I like it. I like mm. a jean and a um, mm. button-down. I kind of like feel like yeah. if you can just create a uniform and you know what looks good on you instead of Do you trying. like colors or black and navy? Well, you know, I kind of like black and navy. But, but, you but every once in a while, I like to wear a color. The best part is people will say to Hoda, and I on our Instagram, fire your stylist. <laughs> and that would mean that I'd literally have to, to fire, fire myself. myself. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to fire myself. <laughs> she doesn't take well to direction. Um, but anyway, the in style was sweet to have me be part of it. Speaking of fashion, the devil wears Prada yes. is about to become a musical. What? Yes, it is. You, first of all, that's a long time coming. Yes. Now that they mention it, it's like, that should have always been a musical. 100%. But they're starting in London and this is going to be Interesting. And the original score is by Elton John. Guess who's going to play Miranda Priestley? Who? Guess. Okay, don't say it because you know. (laughs) Vanessa Williams. She's going to be so good at that role. And that's so great because remember when she was in Ugly Betty? I loved her. And she she had that kind of role. Yes, she she had that. It's so good. Look at her. Just her whole vibe. So did you ever work for anyone who was like so mean and made you like pick up her purse and kind of. run after? Did you? Yes, I did. It was sad. It was horrible. It was horrible. I, I mean, I, to get browbeaten daily I know. is horrible. I kept thinking, did that teach you anything though? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just, as you were saying that, I'm kind of happy I had it. Why? Because you... You have thick skin. I have thicker skin. If somebody says, hey, why'd you do that? I'm like, "Uh," you know. So she made you do things and redo them and redo them. Oh, yes. Did you? I had someone where I I worked late, late, late because I always was doing things wrong. I worked long hours. I worked, I was working for um, an affiliate. No. Okay. But there was a big story breaking and I had to go get sandwiches and I couldn't go on the story. Oh. Get sandwiches for everybody. We need them now. And then it's sort of also like turkey, turkey (laughs) mustard. Pickles? Do I have it right? You know, because you're scared. And then, and then even the smallest tasks, you're afraid you're going to yeah, mess up. totally. Because they're, you're getting yelled at. Exactly. Scary. Oh, I loved it. All right, coming up next. Has Brad Pitt 
taken a major step in his rumored romance. Yeah, which A-lister just went Instagram official. Justin Sylvester is going to have a relationship roundup in the scoop coming up after this. Join Hoda Kotfi for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with seven-time Grammy winner Casey Musgraves to talk about the inspiration for her new album, the process she uses to write those beautiful songs, and finding success while bucking convention in Nashville. You can get our conversation now for free wherever you download your podcasts. Time to get you caught up on all the celebrity scoop you may have missed over the holiday weekend. E! News co-host and our pal Justin Sylvester. He's in L.A. and he's got all the scoop. Uh, oh, oh, you got to hydrate. It's like that Are kind of scoop. Are you okay? Are you dehydrated? No, no, I have the... No, no, I got to wet these lips because I got so much scoop to tell y'all. <laughs> all right, let's How go. Else? Okay, Brad Pitt. Let's start with Brad. All right, you guys. This is going to hurt a lot of feelings. <laughs> but allegedly, Brad Pitt and his girlfriend, Anais de Roman, have moved in together. Ooh, now, wow, I reached wow. out. I did not get a comment, but that <laughs> does not mean that I'm not going to give you this tea that I found out. Okay, so... Okay. Allegedly, Brad and this jewelry designer have been seeing each other. We've been seeing them out since like last September of 2022, you know, and then they've been spotted at other big events. So now the rumor is that the two have moved in together. Now, it's bad news for everybody who had Brad Pitt on their vision board for 2024, <laughs> but I got some good news. What? There's a bright side to this. Huh. Brad Pitt is now dating civilians. This is great news because if you look at Brad's past relationships, he only dated women That's that had true. Academy memberships. Come on. You know? That's true. But so now that this A-lister, yeah. there is hope for all of us, and it's going to start a trend. All right. Oh, okay. You've got, well, he's not the only celebrity who's paired up. Joe Manganiello. Mm -hmm. I saw him on Insta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You saw that, right? Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, for you guys who don't know, Joe Maganello went Instagram official with his girlfriend, Caitlin O'Connor. Now, mm -hmm. for anybody born after 1962, going IG official is like the equivalent of like, you know, meeting the friends. Except this isn't three people at a dinner table. It's 300 million and they all got opinions. Now, apparently these two have been seeing each other since September, but I think they wanted to keep a low profile until this thing with Sofia Vergara was really figured out. And I hope it works for them. She seems like a very lovely person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a new movie that's in the works that everybody's excited about. Tell us. Okay. So here's the jam. 
I cannot believe this is happening, but I'm so excited for it. Jennifer Garner is oh in my talks gosh, yes. to star in Ben Affleck's movie that's also starring Matt Damon. Whoa. Okay, that's crazy. Okay, so the reason why I'm shocked is because I have worked in Hollywood for many years. And when A-list celebrities say they broke up and it's amicable and they love each other, girl, they be lying. They can't <laughs> stand to be in the same room. They can't stand to be in the same airspace. But these two exes, we've seen them co-parent together. They have mixed families. We even saw that really big photo of J-Lo, Jennifer Garner, Ben, all at their daughter's, you know, um, play a few months ago. You saw that? Uh-huh. We sure so we these did. these exes are getting we along. sure we did. <laughs> yeah. And let's go. I'm not even saying hello to my ex at church, much less passing him a check. Okay? All right. Let's talk Usher. Um, I was wondering what he thought post-Super Bowl, because he hit a home run. No, he hit a home run. I think Usher is extremely happy with the response. Everybody is loving it. It was one of the highest rated ones since Rihanna. Now, Get this. You know how on The Scoop we talked about that Justin Bieber should be a part of the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and that Usher was probably going to hit him up? Well, we were right, kind of, okay? So apparently Bieber was first on Justin's list. So Usher called up Bieber's house, <laughs> Haley answered the phone, <laughs> handed the phone to Bieber, and this is what happened. I think that it, it might have been the fact that he was just you know, wanting to to tell a different story right now. And I understand that. Um, but we we did have a brief conversation and, um, you know, we're going to do something else in the future. And But there's no love lost or anything like that. Yeah. I think that it's a lot of pressure for the Super Bowl. He's going to play the Super Bowl. I, I'll go ahead and give you that in the future. Mm-hmm. I, I profess that over his life. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. Wow. OK. Awesome. So who, who do you think is going to be next year's Super Bowl? Justin? Mark it right here. Ariana Grande is going to do the Super Bowl. She is going to be on a high from playing in Wicked. She's going to have new music out, and she's probably going to go on tour. So I'm putting my money on Ariana Grande. Okay. What about Can we you guys? just say that Justin called Usher. I was next to you. I want to just give you the props for what you deserve. Justin said Usher will play the Super Bowl, and he did. You know what? I thought you said you called him. I thought that was the phone oh, call. Oh, no. Okay. Well, you probably well, called him. <laughs> probably could have done <laughs> that, too. Called, he but called Justin, Ju- yeah, that, that was he it. called it. All right. He, he might him. be right again. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> you can catch Justin weeknights at 11 on our sister network, E. Coming up next, we're oh. so excited. Savannah's sharing a very personal project with us. Her new book, all about faith and family. She's going to join us right after this. <laughs> okay, everybody knows Savannah Guthrie. She's my co-host, bragging on the <laughs> earlier hours. But you're about to see another side of Savannah, one that Jenna and I know and love so well. We do. We're talking about her faith. It's at the core of who she is. And today, Savannah is sharing that message of God's love with all of us. It's in her new book. It's very personal and beautiful. We've both read it. It's love it. Mostly what God does. Mm-hmm. Does this day feel kind of <laughs> scary or Surreal. are you been anticipating it no, for so 
I mean, I'm excited and thrilled and nervous, mm-hmm. and it feels weird to be your guest. I know. You know I did the tea shot and everything. <laughs> you were like, like Wait hey. a So what made you the most nervous about this day leading up to I think because it's just so personal, yeah. you know? Like, even just seeing some stuff the last couple days, you know, they mm-hmm. were running a promo about this day, and I said to my husband last night, this is so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, I, is it too late to, to pull it all back? You know, mm-hmm. it's just, cause it's really raw, you yeah. know, it's, it's not like a tell all or anything. It's not a memoir at all, but it is about faith. And I felt like if you're going to write about faith, faith isn't something that happens in a vacuum. You don't stand at a blackboard and be like, these are the five mm-hmm. principles. You live it, mm-hmm. yeah. you live it. And, and usually the lessons you learn most deeply and most viscerally are the ones you learn when you fall flat on your face, mm-hmm. when you're disappointed, when you're sad, when you're in despair. And so I write about all those things, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I put journal entries in here, yes. mm-hmm. which as my daughter would say, cringe. You know, I mean, there's a lot in there that I'm like, oh my gosh, I really did go well, put that in you're there. You're putting your heart, you're putting mm-hmm. all of these past experiences, some of which w- we know about mm-hmm. because we know you mm-hmm. and love you, but things that you haven't really shared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things is about your dad. Mm-hmm. who you lost as a teenager mm-hmm. and how you needed God then even more than you did before. Yeah. Talk about that time. Well, I mean, I, I talk a lot in the book about some of the hard questions yeah. of faith because I didn't think it would be right not to. Yeah. I mean, the book is called Mostly What God Does. Mostly What God Does is Love You. Mm-hmm. It's a very positive and hopeful book. But I didn't want to, for lack of a better way of putting this, I didn't want to BS and not take on the -hmm. real questions, which is, well, how are you supposed to believe that when you're dealing with hardship? Mm. How are you supposed to believe that when you see good people suffer for no good reason at all? Mm. So I tried to take on some of those questions. And I talked about moments in my life that I felt that way. Mm -hmm. You know, losing my dad at 16 years old, I mean, that is a crucible. You know what it's Mm -hmm. like. You lost your father, Hoda, as a a young girl, and Mm -hmm. that we've always had that connection between us. Mm -hmm. And it has the potential to shake everything and shake your foundation. Mm -hmm. But I made a decision in that moment that... I couldn't, I, I couldn't lose my faith. I'd already lost God, I lost my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't lose God too. And that even though it's really difficult and you come and you may have your anger and your frustration and your fear and your distrust, frankly, mm-hmm. we can have seasons of mistrust mm-hmm. with God when we've been hurt and we don't understand why. It's like right. any relationship, yeah. you know? What I'm saying in the book is not that I have the answers to those difficult existential questions. If so, they should have printed 10 trillion copies. (laughs) Seriously. No secrets of life in here. But I will say, like, God does not tell us we can't bring our doubts. We can't bring our fears. We can't bring our disappointments. He says bring them. And you may not get the resolution or the answer you want right then and there, but you will get him. You will Mm. get his presence. And if you can believe it, that sweet saving presence is something that is just it's almost impossible to put into words. Mm. But once you've experienced it, you know, you know that you're not glad the bad thing happened, but you know that the, the presence of God that you feel through difficult circumstances can be transformative. Mm-hmm. I think what you'll think when you read it, too, is you're putting words to things when I've had these feelings but haven't been able to verbalize them, and then you see it. So one minute I'm kind of weeping, and the next minute I'm kind of cracking yeah, up because totally. everything is it's peppered with humor. One of my favorite chapters is about when about you as a mother mm-hmm. because we saw you here on the show. Here's Babyville, yay, and here's Charlie, yay. That's part. That's one small part of it. But how you describe the love and you compare it to God's love, I thought was one of the most profound. Yeah, that metaphor chapters. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I always say, like, I think God is more about show than tell. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and I think being a mom, being a parent is God's best metaphor mm -hmm. because it's the closest that I think we as humans can ever come to really understanding viscerally how God feels about us. Mm -hmm. You know, we love our kids. We adore mm -hmm. them. We delight in them. Mm -hmm. We're proud of them. Mm -hmm. We treasure their little accomplishments mm -hmm. and savor their milestones. Mm -hmm. And when something bad happens to them, we're heart sick. Mm -hmm. We're heartbroken. We would do anything to protect them. Once I felt that kind of love, which I can't say for any other kind of relationship is it comparable to has for me, mm -hmm. yeah. the love of a, for my child. Mm -hmm. When I started realizing, oh, that's how mm -hmm. God feels about me. Mm -hmm. It was so stunningly tender and intimate, almost too good to be true. Mm -hmm. Like God could like me. Yeah. God, I know he loves me because he like has to, but like, you know, like, <laughs> but like, like even on the worst days, yeah. even, even on the worst days, I mean, there are, there's a, one of my favorite verses is about, you know, the Lord, your God is with you. He's mighty to save. He will take great delight in mm -hmm. you. He will rejoice over you with singing. I mean, I'm like, that is so sweet. That's how a mom feels Yeah, singing over her baby. Yeah. And it's, if you, it's just so once I, that was just one of the big moments in my life where I'm like, Oh, I get this. And then once I let that love mm -hmm. in, once all of us, if we can stand, if yes. we can bear to let it in, mm -hmm. it can't be contained. You just end up spilling it mm -hmm. out. You know, we feel like proud moms. We do. Because we <laughs> have known this side of yeah. you for mm -hmm. since we've known you. Mm -hmm. And it isn't always easy to speak mm -hmm. this type of truth. Mm -hmm. So so congratulations. And we have a little something for you. We know you love Psalm 23. We do. do. So, so, yeah, so we, we we've made, made this. this. Hoda actually collaged it herself. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hoda's practicing collage. That is so beautiful. So it's just you like your book. hang that. Yeah. I know. It's I like love that. Star. My heart. Yeah. Hoda did just, draw these. Hoda did that. No, we did that. And I did the heart. This is so, you guys, I had no idea. You guys do decoupage as well. Yes, we do. There's other things. There's so many things. She no started idea. knitting, and it's really <laughs> I fascinating. Love one pearl too. And Jenna, thank you for making it an honorable mention on the read with Jenna. Oh, I did. <laughs> did you know that? It is. It is. We've never done a, a RWJ. book like this. Thank you. And in fact, we have a sticker for you, <laughs> yes. which we'll put on later. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Mention. I love you This guys. is such we a beautiful you. book. Beautiful. We both had the privilege of yes. read it. Yeah. And Check I just it say, out. you both were my cheerleaders, and I couldn't have done it without you. So we thank love you. you. Oh, I love you. Check out Savannah's book. Mostly, Mostly what, what God, God does. does. You can get it at today.com slash books or get it at your indie bookstore. I know yeah. you love right? an indie Why bookstore. Not? Indeed. Um, All right, and guys. Hoda, I mean, you're on book tour. You have a couple yeah. more. Oh, yeah. and I have an event Thursday, Thursday night. at the 92nd Y yes. in New York City. We're staying up late. Yes. By the way, I Bender. was like, it starts at 8. You probably don't want. She's like, I'll be there. Of course. I know she's We're gonna. Best. It's going to be amazing. And we've have got fun. one at our church, yes. March 6th. Yes, okay. yes, yes. So we'll be, we've got it. Okay. okay. Congratulations. Coming up next, they are two great friends who run a little shop of horrors, Evan Rachel Wood and Darren Chris, coming up right after this. Yay! That's so awesome. I, I can't you. believe our church mm -hmm. is having. Evan Rachel, Rachel Wood. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was my read. Do we it, like girl. to say it at the same time? <laughs> That's what you get. Stereo. Emmy-nominated actress who we loved in The Wrestler and Westwood, and we all know Darren Chris from his time on Glee and in the assassination of Gianni Versace. I'm actually kind of scared of you. Um, American Crime Story, which won him an Emmy and Golden Globe. All right, these two, they've been friends for years, and now they're hitting the off-Broadway stage together in a revival of Little Shop of Horrors. You guys, <laughs> A, have chemistry. You've been friends for years. So how did this, this cool friendship start? 
I well, I don't know. It's like asking a couple like their versions of their. Of how, <laughs> yeah, we'd sorry. like to hear how about did it. it. I don't like know. I, I will say there's an, and I'm flattering myself here because I think this woman is so <laughs> spectacular and in so many on so many levels. Uh, she's been part of my life far longer than I've been a part of hers. Huh. I've just been an admirer no. for so long, and uh, the universe kept kind of pushing us. It did together. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of inevitability about I don't know other yeah. projects. And yeah. Stuff? yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the first thing we did was that funnier die skit in 2014, and we've literally been collaborating ever since and yeah. dying to do something on stage together. Exactly. What is it about him that I mean we just we just have like similar energy. Yeah. We both like thrive off of this like fun controlled I chaos. Like both, we both are just like little puppy dogs. We, we're both <laughs> girls who just can't say no apparently to having a, a good time. Uh, Evan is such a again a spectacular actress and human being and I think we share a lot of the same mm. beliefs and work ethic mm-hmm. and um, she says yes to me far more times I than do. I deserve. And you called oh. and said, Evan, let's do yeah. this? Yeah. And I, at this point, she's showed up for me in so many things in my in my personal life, at parties, at things, mm. things where she'll come and sing and rock out with oh, me. Yeah. Literally, I, I'm not, maybe we maybe had a little party last night where she was singing with me. So <laughs> we, you're always showing up for me, doing sharing your amazing talent. And so by the time I called her to do this, I was like, please, I hope I haven't like asked too many runway. Yeah. No, I was Evan, like, I've been waiting for this phone call. Yeah, like, Evan, you started off in theater when you were a kid, but this is your first like New, New York, York moment. Yes. Yeah. How yes. crazy is that? It is crazy. I mean, there's been so many near misses. I've almost been on Broadway so many times and it just hasn't lined up. When you were sitting, you know, watching those plays and musicals, were you like, this is what I want? 100%. And musical theater specifically. I actually learned how to sing before I learned how to act. Like, that was my way I know, it's so funny because to hear you sing like that where you're such an incredible powerhouse and I didn't even really, I know you more as an actress. I think we all do. Yeah, I mean, people, I mean, when I was first, like, kind of hit it hit it big. I don't know why, why am I saying it like yeah. that? But like, you know, it was, yeah. for, it was for dramatic roles. Yeah. And so th- I think that's what, what people saw me as. And so it's great that I, I finally get to kind of show. What do you guys like to sing together? Side. What are the, I mean, we're both millennials, so it's kind of hard to avoid the, 90s. you know, the nineties rock pop thing that we do all the time Is that together. Like, like what? Spice Girls? Oh, I don't know. It's an awful lot of Alanis Morissette. That's yeah. for sure. Oh, uh, you know, yes. the, 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 Born the, the, the one Oh one of great music. Isn't it crazy that we can remember every single word of Alanis Morissette's yeah. whole album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we can't remember what we Yeah, there we are, dinner. rocking out. 100%. This, this is not this? the first time this has ever happened. That was my birthday a couple well, you sh- years you ago. Wait, was this a 90s, 90s party? Oh, I throw a big 90s thing. I play, I play a couple songs with my buddies, and we just rock out and have fun. And you have a 90s party every single year? Oh, yeah, girl. I should do it more often. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Wait, Jenna, you have an important question to ask. Well, it's a really important question yeah. about your cat. Oh, yes. I've been yeah. really waiting 90s, for this. musical theater. Yeah. Let's talk uh, cats. Well, we have to talk about your cat because you taught your cat to do something that I've been hoping to teach my cats over many years this trick, but I've never Here's learned. Here's the really crazy thing. I didn't teach my cat how to do this. What's, it just what's, what's, did what's the, the thing? We're so, keeping it from y'all the whole so show. This is yes. so Oh, one man. Day, one i got to give I my can't. daughter some tips. The <laughs> <laughs> cat's got to... I literally thought somebody had broken into the house because I heard somebody using my restroom. No. And I was like, who's in my house? And I open the door and I see my cat just wow. using the toilet. Do you remember, do you remember Jinxie? From that movie? Meet What's the, the movie? Meet the Meet the, the, oh, yeah. meet the uh, Yes! That's exactly what it was like. <laughs> yeah. Jinxie! Jinx. Wow. That's exactly Wait, right. Now, so did you get rid of your litter box? No, because oh, they don't oh, poop in the true. toilet. Why would you take it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they it would be a dream. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. I just got to teach them how to flush, and then we're good. Exactly. Okay. I mean, oh I'm gosh. learning things from your cat now. <laughs> <laughs> 
not Do we really have been waiting to talk to you yeah. about your cat for a long time? What, I don't it was know. top of our What's list. your cat's name? <laughs> Smokey. Smokey. And he, he's 18 now. He's what? He's like a little old man he, And cat. he just started doing the toilet No, thing. no. Soon he's, you're going to have to get him to pin. Oh, jeez. All right. They turn 18, they start using toilets, you know. Go see Evan and Darren in Little Shop of Horrors. It's now at the West Side Theater. It's right here in New York if y'all are coming to visit over the next couple weeks. Yeah, definitely go see it. It's such a classic. Coming up next, the woman is amazing. The woman behind our looks. We have a new fashion designer, Deborah Wan. We're going to find out her inspired creations and how they came to be right after this. Thank you. Hi, I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I do the only thing we've found that has ever made life any easier. We drop the fake and we just talk really raw and honestly about all the hard parts of life. So come on over and join us and some of our friends and greatest heroes like former First Lady Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, Gloria Steinem, Elizabeth Gilbert, Brandi Carlisle, Brene Brown, and our beloved community, the Pod Squad. You'll hear refreshingly honest conversations, trust me, about sex, gender, parenting, blended families, our bodies, anxiety, addiction, feeling overwhelmed, just all of it. Life is hard, so let's do it together. Meet us every Tuesday and Thursday for We Can Do Hard Things, one of Apple and Spotify's top shared podcasts of 2023. Listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. <laughs> it is time to meet the newest fashion designer who created our outfits today and day two of our series, Design the Look. All week long, we're introducing you to up-and-coming designers from the Fashion Institute Technologies Master of Fine Arts program. And today... We have the privilege of wearing custom looks by designer Deborah Wan. So let's check out her story. My name's Deborah Wan. I grew up in an evangelical Christian family in New Jersey. I did a lot of dance growing up. I would be wearing these costumes. And I thought, wow, not only are these extremely beautiful, but a lot of decisions were made in how they uh, came together. During COVID, I took a sabbatical from my job as a designer, I realized that my the best impact that I could make would be to become a professor and to continue on doing um, my own designs. Getting a master's degree was part of that equation. So I enrolled into the FIT master's program and I'm so happy I came. In the first semester of my first year, I gave birth to my daughter, Jane. So I had this dual responsibility of looking after my daughter while looking after my career. My daughter just went down to sleep. I have a couple of hours before I go down as well. I'm gonna try to get some sewing done. I'm whispering because I don't wanna wake her up. Some of the challenges that I faced uh, being a mom and a student at the same time was time management. Where I grew the most was in in asking for help. I realized that people are more than happy to step in and, and be a part of your journey if you just ask them. I kind of came up with this word to describe my clothes, which is athleavening. I've sort of taken a cue where athleisure has brought us. People want to be comfortable all the time, so I'm taking the similar kinds of materials and applying evening wear techniques to them. Both Hoda and Jenna's designs were adapted from my senior thesis. It was a 
collection designed for zero gravity, and it had ornamental elements that sort of expand and, and enhance movement. But I wanted to tweak the designs to accentuate each of Hoda and Jenna's personal qualities. I took this sort of cowl detail um, that I'm wearing now and adapted it to a sort of very feminine, drapey, soft silhouette for Hoda. And then for Jenna, she has a feminine silhouette. So I just used materials that I thought would fall very gracefully you know, around her body. What I've learned in this process of designing for Hoda and Jenna was how clear it is what they feel the most beautiful in as soon as they put on the garment. I could see from Hoda trying on the navy dress, she was adjusting her sleeves and she was like looking at herself in different angles and I thought, okay, there's a clear winner. I think it's vital for Jane, my daughter, to see uh, myself as well as other women getting after you know, their dreams and not really letting any sort of convention or, or fear get in the way. I feel uh, emotional thinking about what an incredible opportunity this is because it's some indication that dreams can come true. Deborah won, come on! Yes! Thank you. You, you guys did are it. Well, oh. First of all, we and feel you feel comfortable wait, beyond. I, by the did. way, I would wear this anywhere. She's I feel like I can wear it, it out. It's cozy. We both are. And what we love, I love that's, this that's the best news I can hear as a designer. We love it. This genre you've created at, at, at Leavening. Evening. No one can steal that because no. Deborah owns it. I, I own the domain. Now. Oh, you do? <laughs> you Good do. girl. Good brilliant. girl. <laughs> but it's a brilliant idea because we have to get dressed all the time for things we've never felt more comfortable. Yes. Yeah. And therefore, we feel and confident. Yeah. You know? I mean, athleisure is already kind of well part of the way that most people dress. And I think taking it a step further and applying dressier elements to stuff that we feel comfortable in is the right way to go. So, I mean, I, I can think of a handful of times that I went traveling to a wedding or a yeah. special event yes. and you pull out this dress and it's sort of like in a ball and you're like, oh, now I have to find an iron. Totally. Yeah. You know, having something that is, you know, Sleek, easy to care for, comfortable, but then also looks nice. What we goal. what we did not know was that you were doing all this beautiful creating while you were Raising taking care of this toddler. beautiful baby. Yeah, that's that's incredible. <laughs> it wasn't easy, yeah. and I and actually I I came to, to the decision that I don't want to make it look easy because yeah. that would sort of invalidate a lot of the effort that went yeah. into it. I'm extremely grateful for the community that I have around me, both um, on the FIT side with the administration mm -hmm. and the teachers, but also my family. Yeah. My mother-in-law stayed with me for six months wow. you know, to help take care of Jane while I was at school. And I also had a job, you know, at some point. So, so you are so you're amazing. And I was just thinking the example you're showing that baby is going to be um, it's going to stay with that child. Don't forever. we love it? She's probably so. watching now and so proud oh, of you. You mommy are so talented. Good. You are we brilliant. Feel so we love good. it. Thank you. And, and, and you know when she's a big star and you're already going to be one, but we'll remember that yeah. we had the very first just designs. Just please don't forget us. <laughs> yes. And y'all can tune Thank in you. tomorrow. Thank you, Deborah, to see who's designing our next look. And guess what? All the designers are going to be back for our big finale on Friday. We look forward to that. Wait. Thank you. Coming up next, how to add a personal touch to your living space. Interior designer Jeremiah Brent shares his top tips coming up right after this. Way to go! Jeremiah Brent knows how to turn a house into a home. As an interior designer, he's all about creating an emotional connection to the space. Okay, with that in mind, Jeremiah is releasing his brand new book. It's called 
the space that keeps you. What a beautiful title, it's a by the beautiful. way. Beautiful. He's got some tips. Jeremiah, hi. hi Jeremiah. This is not, this is not your you? typical book like this. This is different. No, it's funny. When I went out to sell the book, I said, I want to create a design book that's actually not about design at all. So everybody looked at me like, what the hell are you <laughs> like, talking about? Why are you doing yeah. that? Um, no, I mean, the truth is, you know, my husband and I, Nate, who yes, is we very love. weird not to have him it here is today. Weird. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> um, you know, we moved to 10 times in 10 years. Yeah. And we're like, what is wrong with us? And yeah. so the, the the book is this collection of 10 different families that I met. Um, they've been in the same home forever. Uh, yeah. And it's this, it turned into this really beautiful love letter to home and the idea of kind of how we see home. Um, and it's definitely shifted the way that I create, um, the way that I look at things, the way that I pull things in my own home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping to kind of help people shift the narrative of, of how they create their homes. It's mm-hmm. such a beautiful book. Mm-hmm. It's two years in the making and yeah. was inspired by all of our best friend, Oprah. Yeah. Aww, yeah. She, she's an outdoorsy she person. It. Yeah. Yeah. She, it's an interesting. We were at lunch and um, I was talking to her about how I've always been obsessed with this idea about the space that keeps you. And she looked at me and was like, that's the name that's of the book. That's the name of the you book. You need to write it. The space that keeps you. So I you. listened. Of course she did. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, we're going to personalize a coffee table. Oh, yes. Put me so to work. We always put you to work. I like, put, kind of I like when you put me to work. It's okay, great. Okay. So this is e- a. C- this is your coffee. This is my so blank here canvas. Here yeah. we go. Okay. Now. So the idea around this is obviously I'm not a huge fan of rules. I don't believe in them, yeah. which is the opposite of my business, I realize. But I do believe fundamentally that your space should reflect th- three things, What's which that? is part of your past, part of your present, and space for your future. Oh, oh. space for your future. Does that make sense? Yes. That's beautiful. And so I brought a couple. Um, so what is this? So, so is that, that your past? It smells good. Well, this is. is a potpourri that I've had since I, you know, was able to afford it um, in my 20s. And ironically, when I met my husband, it was the same potpourri that his late partner used to have what? in his home. It was a really weird moment. I was going to say. Um, and so we not. keep it now. I know. It was really heavy. <laughs> um, but, it turned in, but it was really beautiful. And it's turned into this thing that like, By the, the way, smell it reminds. smells it so does. good. Nice? I didn't know potpourri was still in. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not, it's not your grandma's potpourri. No, it's not. It's, it's nice. Book. And that's a beautiful um, book. Present. book. And then this is part of our past. Um, when we got married, we had crystals everywhere because mm. I wanted to keep them forever. And so now we still have them throughout our house. Wow, that's so, so beautiful. So how do you know where to place things? You just so, you know? I mean, this, right. yeah, I like, there's no rule. I like, especially with a coffee table, I like it to be full of things and story. Mm-hmm. And so I, and I like different heights. So I would say play with materials different textures yeah. um always have a piece of nature like i you like switch things out are you are you guys uh, always yeah, always yeah, nate's probably moving something right now because <laughs> you're not home <laughs> that's really aggravating. and you probably go forage i mean is this yes. real? That's real. I Wait, brought what? it here. Oh, of course yeah. he did. I buckled it up we in the car this morning. With fake flowers yeah. around here. And then what are these? Whose stories are these? Oh, New Orleans. They're, they're yeah, see, so this is important. What because about mine? What did you bring? <laughs> on the beach. Did oh, you no, on the mine. beach? Oh, was I supposed to bring something? You better. You really messed your homework Maybe up. Oh, wait, no. Here, this is what we'll do. What it sounds it? like you. You get that one. Oh, Texas, Texas Blue, Blue Bonnet. Bonnet. Right? So we put that there. <laughs> okay. Oh, how beautiful. Oh. But here's the thing. That here's looks good. beautiful, by the way, what you yes. just did in five Thank seconds. You. But what's great about it is it, it's a trigger. It's sense, it's sense memory. The yes. idea that you come over, you see things that are reflected in your space, yeah. and you can do it as small as yeah. this or as big as you want. I'm going to get you right. that potpourri for, for a gift. Why don't you get me it's that beautiful. book? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get it, Jeremiah's book, and you should get it, too. It's called The Space That Keeps You at Today.com. Books are getting wherever you buy your books. We love you, Jeremiah. We'll be back right after this. You're the best. 
tomorrow from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Kyle Richards will be here. Plus, Bobby's got best for last. See you Wednesday. Today's Tuesday, just in case you forgot. Okay.